Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 41st episode of the Meatball Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in practice now. I got it right yep, this time. <laughs> we missed that the last couple times. We do have the commercial later on in the show, but we, we like to add that at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, we are at the uh, one year mark. Yeah, of starting our it's podcast. So exciting! Yeah, it's pretty cool. It we got fast. in forty one episodes. I think Didn't get fifty two, but that's pretty decent. <laughs> I think that's really we, good considering. Yeah, we were aiming year. for for fifty two, but I mean, yeah. this is new. So figuring out how to manage between kids' sports and getting yes. sick and yes. losing voices losing and my voice for a month COVID or, you know entirely this year i think i lost my voice lost for more than six weeks yeah so if you take that into times, account yeah that's well there's six episodes yeah. really that we could have done oh yeah so and so, that so hasn't all happened your fault to me is what you're saying yeah it is all my fault <laughs> but that hasn't happened to me in years and i hope that it that that um, was the big one to be done for a yeah, while. Yeah, that was a pain for a while. Knock on wood. Pain in the neck. But uh, yeah, one or year pain in. Pain in the 40... throat. I should say. What's that? I said a pain in the throat. Yes, I a pain should in say. the throat. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. That's dad joke of the day <laughs> from you. There you go. <laughs> you um, can all use it. You can yeah, all use one it. year though, pretty cool. We've we've uh, learned a lot along the way. Um, We've been getting better and better, I believe. Like our production's been getting better. I've been figuring out how to do this a bit better with the microphones, and the, we got a new computer, and and just how we, how to you know edit the shows is is getting easier for me and, and That's faster. Because yeah. I don't know how to do it at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's cool. One year in, pretty happy about that. Yeah, and me too. Let's well, and you know what's cool because it is August. Our sponsors, um at uh, meeples.ca which is meeples and milkshakes down in penticton bc are having their august super sale sale. and it is online uh available so everything is either available in store or online doesn't matter um and it's their largest sale of the year yeah and we took advantage of it yeah um but just to give you a little idea of what's there i mean there's the Arkham Horror Core Box, all the new Unmatched, the the new Lord of the Rings reprint, Unfathomable, Brick and Mortar, whole bunch of games. And their games are all on sale from some are like 10, some are up to 40% off. Yeah, they've some got days. some really awesome deals on Including there. Including Brick and Mortar. I don't know if it's still available, but that's a $92 game on for 49 right yeah. now at meeples.ca. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to last, but... Uh, if you're listening to this in what's what's today August uh, 13th I think August 13th 2022 you might want to go check out meeples.ca uh, and see what you see there because there was crazy 600 titles on, on yeah. sale there so it's pretty cool um, you want to go check that out um speaking of which we got some new game store collection because new of this, collection. <laughs> this sale um <laughs> you want to start us off with one that you got Anna Marie sure so my new first new to the collection is definitely not a new game. Uh, the original version of this was published in 1982. Right. Um, so, uh, but they've done um, they've done some re-implementations. Originally, it was published by Parker Brothers, um, but this version was published by Stronghold Games. Mm-hmm. That is Survive: Escape from Atlantis. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I love anything Atlantis themed. Yeah. Um, we have 
Atlantis Rising, yeah, and Atlantis. I love it. It's an amazing and game. It's neat because Atlantis Rising is a cooperative game. Mm-hmm. Like, you you need to play together to try to, you know, survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and survive is not a cooperative <laughs> game. <laughs> no. You're trying not to get eaten by sharks and remembering where all your treasure was and, and things like that. I have never played it, but I've heard lots of good things about it. And, um, yeah, I saw it. It was on the, the sale there. And I was like, well, there's no better time like the present to pick yeah. it up. So I've been eyeing it for a while and or wanting it for a while. So, yeah, I picked that one up. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I've always, you know, I think there's several games in the Survive series. Um, and we don't have any no. until now. So I haven't played any of them. No, I've only I've played... I played one or two of them. Well, I, don't I don't think I have which. any. But. but yeah, we don't have any of them. So yeah, getting Survive. Um, what's what's the full name? Survive Escape from Atlantis. Escape from Atlantis. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. That was a good pickup. And I got Thanks. a new one here. Um, and this one uh, was recommended to me by, <clears throat> pardon me, Cheryl, one of the owners of uh, Meeples and Milkshakes in Penticton. And she says it's a game that they love to play and they've played a lot of. And I'd taken a look at it a few times, but I wasn't too, like, sold on, like, the cover of it. Yeah. It's not the greatest cover. Yeah. And, but um, she swore that it was, she, she, they really enjoyed it. And so I was like, oh, and then I saw it was part of the sale. So I picked it up. And that's Luna Capital. And this one uh, is designed by Albert Montes and published by Devere. Oh, I like Devere. Yeah. Yeah. Devere... Uh, knows how to uh, so it's going to be good game for sure. You know, it's um, one of those things where that's just the box art. I'm curious though how what the art is like inside, and yeah, I'm not sure. if I can. Uh, it, it's kind of it almost reminded me what of like of Cryo and Dark Sector kind of put together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'll yeah. it'll be interesting to see kind of Dark Sector. Yeah, hmm. but anyways, but I think like just kind of it. I don't know. Sometimes it grows on me, right? If like first. First seeing it, and then you're like, "Oh, well, that makes sense well, now." Once you play the game, right? Like the the theme sounds awesome to me. Yeah, where, um, we are colonizing the moon. And Anything space with you is yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. And, it's, and it <laughs> says here in Luna Capital, players must optimally manage the elements uh, of the game to build the best possible lunar settlement, and to make it worthy of becoming the capital of the entire off planet colony. So you're up there, yeah, literally trying to build the best colony out of whoever's up there and you can name named it the capital the capital is rob colony <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a it's a card game or well it's a card driven game i believe and uh yeah it looks cool it looks fun just i like the uh, i like the theme yeah i've heard lots uh, of good she things says about she's it enjoyed it a lot so things. i thought why not uh so no yeah we have luna capital from devere um what you had another one right i sure did my uh, my next new to the collection is one that um, I believe I heard about like, a couple of years ago or a few years ago um, w- while watching the Dice Tower. Mm. Um, and that one is Iki. Yes, I've heard you talk about this one and I don't know much about it. Yeah, no, it just the art looks like, stunning on this one. It looks really nice. Um, and you're in uh, you're in Japan. um back in the day <laughs> in Edo, which is now known um, as Tokyo. Oh, okay. But um, it's all about like the artisans and the, the street vendors and, and things like that and how they, um, how they work, how they work together kind of for the people. And so um, Iki, 
Uh, I had it in here. So the goal of the game is to become the annual Edoite, best personifying what is known as Iki, an ancient philosophy believed to be the ideal way of living among people in Edo. Knowing the subtleties of human nature, being refined and attractive, these are all elements of a true Iki master. So you're just trying to, um, you know, sell your wares or, you know, whatever your your character is, I believe, just mm-hmm. kind of doing it the best that you can. So I, I just think it looks really nice and I think it, I believe it's card driven. Um, but yeah, it, it's had my interest for quite a while. So when I, when I saw it there, I was like, you know what, this is another, again, a good time to, to grab this one up. So mm-hmm. Iki, I'm very excited to play that yeah, one. I'm glad you finally got your hands on that. You've talked about it for a oh, while. Oh yeah. Iki, a game of Edo artisans is the whole, is the oh, full title. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I've got one more here. Um, and this one is a game I've had my eyes on for a couple of years and it, um, is one I just never, I don't know. I just never had the opportunity to get, I think it was always sold out and here it was on sale down at Meeple's and it was, um, the King is dead. And this one comes from designer appeals, Pierre Sylvester Hmm. and, uh, published by Osprey games. Osprey is just easily becoming one of my favorite publishers. Yeah, they've been nailing it. <laughs> and yeah, and Doing this game job. just has looked great the whole time. Um, this is the second edition, I should say. One came out a while back, but this is the second edition that came out in 2020. Yeah, 2020. And uh, this one's, you know, my kind of game. It's area control. It's all about, well, the king is dead. The kingdom is divided. Three factions, Scottish, Welsh, English, are trying to get control Across the sea, foreign invaders prepare to take advantage of the chaos. Players must marshal their limited resources to influence this power struggle while ensuring that factions or that the faction that arises to dominate the realm favors them above all other claimants. Yeah, whoever's trying to claim the land. I've never seen claimants before. (laughs) Claimants to the throne. Yeah, it's um, so it's just a nice refresh of the original game and it's, uh, it's my type of game trying area control and like politics uh yeah and you know trying to sway things one way or sway things another and i like the box art on this one too yeah it's really great i like i like the idea of like medieval type art just a oh, knight very on, medieval like knight on a horse yeah it's almost Simple. like um, a banner right yeah yeah it looks very cool i do like it. it looks really good it's just a classic kind of area control game um but yeah it just it's always looked great to me. I love the idea. I love the theme. I love the artwork. And Osprey has been really, really good. So I basically grab anything that Osprey puts yeah. out these days. <laughs> so yeah, we have now The King is Dead, second edition, um, to join the collection. And yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about, that's about enough it. anyway. Yep. Um, so we are going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment. then here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode and we have two games that we want to talk about in here do you want to talk about yours first yeah mine it's closing in about three days so three days from now uh, and it is bloodstones and this is a martin wallace game Mm -hmm. so uh, i'll just read a little blurb here and 
Oh, published by Martin Wallace. I believe so. Yeah, it said Wallace Designs. Yeah. So I'm thinking it. This is on GameFound, yeah. mind you. So I believe he's just doing it through there. Um, but uh, welcome to Fal. Although please do not expect a friendly one, for as long as its inhabitants can remember, strife has been a way of life on Fal. Over the years, factions formed from the disparate races, which, for reasons known only to themselves, could find no peace with each other. Bloodstones is a fantasy war game for one to six players. Interesting because it started out as one to four and then stretch goals got it to six. Um, So featuring six different races, each with their own specific powers. Each of the six races in Bloodstones has its own mix of units represented by their tiles, actually, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're They're not not minis. They're they're actually like acrylic tiles. Yeah, Yeah, they look really cool. So they look pretty nice. Um, And so some of the units will be unique to the races, such as dragons to the dragon riders and giants to the hill folk. Mm -hmm. Um, The aim of the game is to have the most victory points, as are most Martin Wallace games, I believe. Um, So you can gain those points by building villages, by raiding other players' villages, and by winning battles. Sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. And I love the board is very simple and just the tiles everything looks so clean mm-hmm. in this game there's, n- there's nothing muddling it it's just a very simple layout no clean tiles like everything looks good um and one thing that's really neat is that i believe all of the boards are cloth because there they? there was i think originally again when it started there was i think just a, a double-sided board and now i think they've got um, maybe four additional or like four different boards. Yeah, it says two fabric maps. Um, we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah two, no, two just they've maps. got they've got fabric maps, so they've got different map layouts you can use. Which oh, is it says awesome. now also included two additional fabric yes. maps, so they have four different maps. Yeah. They're all fabric. Yeah, yeah, which is neat. So, uh, one thing is cool. You, if you're looking at, I would think shipping, you've got lightweight uh, maps. Mm-hmm. I guess to offset like the tiles. Um, but yeah. also that would be, it's nice for storing, right? Like, yeah, I they should imagine. roll up if it's, if yeah. it's what I'm picturing, they should roll up in there or fold up, um, nicely. And but. I think they said on here, one of the things with, and I, I'm, I don't think there were, I haven't, like, I don't think it was really add-ons. I think it was all just stretch goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have like a fabric carrying case for it. Right. So you get like a little bag to carry it in, but interesting, uh, not interesting. I guess it's, you know, a lot of them do this, but. Um, it says Bloodstones is not going into distribution channels, so it's very unlikely to mm-hmm. be able to be purchased in retail unless a retailer backs it. So this game um, looks pretty cool. I definitely recommend you guys going to check it out. So if you look it up and you find it interesting, uh, you may want to check. If you don't want to get it on GameFound, you may want to check with you know your local game store, see if they're going to be bringing it in. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you might want to jump on it. But um, and that base pledge is 135 Canadian. Yeah, but yeah. that I mean, yeah, you get the four different boards, so you got variability there. Yep. Um, you got your Martin Wallace goodness, you know, with your yep. <laughs> victory points. You know, kind of what you're going to get. And it they say on here just this is it is what it is. There's yeah. no add-ons. There's nothing. It's yeah. Just the game. That's everything. It. There you get. Yeah, and I'm thinking about fabric um, boards, and I can think of two in particular, not not mats, but actual fabric. And one was um, uh, Pax uh, what was it, Pax Premier? Yeah, second edition, I think. Okay. Had it not really fabric, but more of a almost like a like a doily sort of. Okay. Like um, 
I don't know, like something your grandma would roll out on a coffee table. <laughs> okay. It's kind of what, what yeah. it looks, looks and feels like. I'm curious if it would be something like that or if it would be more like the fabric from uh, a game that we got this year, Mantis Falls. Oh, they yeah. That yeah, that thin, was, really that's thin, what I'm kind light, of thinking. Really light uh, fabric. That's what I kind of had in mind was that. Yeah, I'm curious which one it'll be uh, closer to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really good. And it looks kind of uh, Game of Thronesy, you know, like yeah. it's kind of like fantasy yes. war. Yeah. Um, but with these tiles and they look really sharp and they just look, they're actually plastic. They're plastic, shiny tiles. Yeah. So they're, they look like really high quality plastic. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah. I, cause at first, when I first saw them, I thought it was, they were like a, like a tile, like, like acrylic. Yes. But they're actually plastic. plastic. Yeah. Yeah, so those look good. They say that they are similar to the Azul ones, but those I think oh, really? are tiles. But I think they yeah. they they say they're similar to those. Okay, well either way, that sounds great to me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I like I think it looks pretty neat. I agree. Um, let me look here. Right, I've got a game to talk about here. So is that is that enough about Bloodstone? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. If you, if you 135 think that Canadian. Interesting. Go check. Take um, a look. With probably $30, $40 shipping, it's going to be a $200 game or close to $175 Unless game. Unless you can get somebody to bring it in for yeah. you. Yeah. So hopefully you can find that at retail. It doesn't sound like that's going to be easy, but um, we'll see. We might back it. We might not. I don't know. It seems, it seems a little pricey for it, what it yeah. is. But um, it does look good, though. And that's on GameFound. And we're going to switch over to Kickstarter for this one. So this is one that looks so great. Um, something very unique. Something I haven't seen before. Um, and this is called Doom Mentions Pop-Up <laughs> Mystery Manor by Curious Correspondence. Yeah. So what is this game? I, I, I saw the the picture like to click on for the video on, on Kickstarter. I was like, okay, it just looks silly. It looks kind of like a, I don't know, Haunted Mansion. It almost looked cartoony, cartoony, like the Scooby-Doo cover for Yeah, it looked very that. Scooby-Doo, sort of, just yeah. from the artwork. But then when I clicked on it, is so cool. Um, what this is, the board that you're playing on here is a, like an old school, like pop-up book. You know, when you like open up a book and then a whole scene would unfold in front of you on the table. Well, Except that's what this is. Yeah, They're using s- that technology, but it, it, it opens into a circle and it creates a mansion. Yeah. It reminds me of, honestly, the Christmas decorations that I used to have yeah. in like the 80s and, and early 90s yep. where you would have like little angels or bells that would just, you would flip them out and use a paper clip and stick them together. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a nice little tissue papery kind of exactly ornament. Right. But that's exactly how this works. And this whole mansion, this haunted derelict mansion unfolds <laughs> into this highly detailed eight room mansion yeah that stands like i don't know how tall it is but i want to say it's like a foot and a half tall yeah it looks pretty decent or so because yeah i think it would have I want to, to say be... they're about 18 like probably seven or eight inches per floor yeah and well two floors so there you go it's probably like at least like 16 inches tall i, I i'm sure it'll say in here somewhere but i yeah. i'm not going to look for that but just like we were watching them play it on the little video and it is quite large and it stands up nice and tall and and it's highly highly detailed and once you start looking into this, like the artwork of for the page seems very Scooby-Doo, but, but not, then the actual yeah. game is like very high detailed and like horror, creepy, creepy yeah. looking. And what this game is, is a kind of a mix between a murder mystery mm-hmm. and an escape room. Yeah. 
that, that you sounds have. Yeah. so interesting. Right? And it says a little thing here. Um, as a newly commissioned paranor- paranormal investigator, gather your thick scrapbook of evidence and pay a visit to the three-dimensional mystery manor. No assembly required. Secrets lie hidden in every dark corner behind every closed door, making repeat exploration of the manor crucial to your investigation. Um, packed with clippings, foldouts, and other curious... Uh, what is this? Ephemera? Ephemera? What is that word? I don't know. <laughs> your case file will guide you through your time at the manor. A key investigative milestone, your answer we, your answer wheel will allow you to confirm your deductions before you return to the manor for more clues. Um, it just looks really neat. It looks like, yeah, it's like one of these escape rooms, like exit and, and uh, unlock and so forth. Yeah. But like way, way, way more in depth. But with, I'm really intrigued as to how they add the murder mystery aspect into it. I don't that's, know. Those are always fun. And so having like that, uh, like combining the two of them together is pretty It neat. looks fantastic. It, um... It is more or less a one and done. Yes. Um, but. However, so <laughs> when we read through these um, uh, pledge levels, there is a, well, there was early birds, which we didn't get in on, but that you only save $5. It's not a huge deal. So there's like, a, uh, there's an $80 one and then there's a $100 deluxe version, which just gives you more scenarios. So there's the, the $80 core box gives you the, the scenario, like the game. Yeah. And a bunch of stretch goals and whatnot. And then the the deluxe version, which is uh, $20 more, gives you kind of two more, like a, a prequel and an epilogue. Uh, two, or it says prologue and epilogue. So yeah. you get kind of more things to do in this for $20 more. However, the thing is, this is a one and done. Um, and these, so this is one of the things, I don't know if I've seen this before. Yeah. Where one of the things that you get included in your... Um, Deluxe version? No, in both of them. Oh, both of them, that's cool. In both versions is a regifting kit. Yeah. So it sounds Smart. like you're able to kind of put this game back to square one, all the, yeah, all your pens and pencils and paperwork that you need and all the envelopes and things you may or have unlocked or ripped open or written on. You can, they'll get, they're going to give you in another pack of those so that you can, once you've figured this whole game out, you can just box it up and give it to someone else. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because um, it sounds like once you've done this, it's done. Yeah. And they, yeah, they have this regifting kit that comes with it. So we can package it up and give it to someone else and hopefully they can enjoy it too. But this yeah. is one game I think we're for sure going to get. Um, Did it say the player count on there? I'm, yes. I'm it curious says, because you've got the the one and done. One to four. Ask, one to four. And it I says was, play time is roughly 10 hours. Okay. I was curious because with the... Um, the murder mystery aspect of things, you usually need a lot of people, but with the uh, unlocks and the the exits, those ones, they can get kind of crazy if you have mm-hmm. lots of people. So, okay, yeah, one no, to this four. This one says one to four okay. and between five and ten hours. So, nice. somewhere in there, depending on how good you are at these type of games. Yeah. I guess you could do it in about So, five. Ryan would probably get it done in like two hours. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, it looks awesome. The $80 uh, core box... Sounds pretty reasonable, I suppose. $110 or $100 for the other one. Um, giving you a little bit more stuff to do. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
It sounds cool. This one, it's funny because you had said on the other one it was a little bit steep, and I find this one a little bit steep for what it, it is. It is a bit steep as well. When yes. you think of it, it is a one and done. It is, but it it's very detailed. They've put a lot of work into it. However, you know, this is the kind of game. Now that I'm just thinking about it, this is the kind of game that you could go in on with a couple people. Yes, right. If you could go in on this with a, yeah. another couple, per se, for, yeah. for instance, and you could pay half. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. Then we could play it. With them, use even. the reset kit and give it to them. Yeah. They can play it, and boom, just done like that. Yeah, right. So that's something to to consider for sure. Um, yeah, looks cool. I mean, the the thing is, it just looks super awesome. The the way this mansion unfolds into this yeah. crazy detailed mansion, you don't have to do any setup or nothing. It just looks awesome. Yeah, it looks very good. Yeah, I'm I am a big fan of what they're trying to <laughs> do here. So, one way or another, I think we're gonna get this one. And again, that is called Dimensions mystery manner and that comes from curious correspondence um yeah looks really really fun but i think that's enough about crowdfunding for today because we have a review to do so we're gonna go do our review right after this Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode, and we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing Old Tray, designed by Antoine Bauza and John Grumpf, um, art by Vincent Dutrait, and published by Studio H. Mm-hmm. Old Tray. I guess Old Tray is a French battle cry. Old tree! Yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. But probably a little more uh, mm-hmm. awesome. But, <clears throat> yeah, this is a this is a cool game. Uh, this is a game that I bought for uh, basically three reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the designer, the artwork, and the theme. And it was just like, as soon as I saw it and I just looked at the front of the box, I was like, okay, it's a Bowser, uh, it's a Dutrait, and it's like, fantasy okay yeah (laughs) looked awesome so do we want to give them a little um a little look into the uh, the theme here yeah let's do it sure all right once upon a time the empire was locked in a merciless war against the witch king who was the high priest of the father of all monsters the empire was victorious but at the cost of its unity and in the end its very existence after an era of imperial peace The land was plunged into a dark age, filled with fragmented domains, ceaseless quarrels, malevolent religions, ruin, and sorrow. However, there was one imperial tradition that did not disappear. 
From within their fortresses and strongholds, the rangers tirelessly pursue their mission of watching over the inhabitants of the former empire, explore the wilderness, unite communities, fight monsters, and recover the emperor's treasures so that one day hope may be born anew. Now it's your turn to join the ranks of these brave rangers. Whole tray! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds pretty cool, right? So let's talk about how this gameplay so to set this one up there's a big main board and on that board there's a kind of a castle in the middle and then around it are eight different regions yep um and then there's also a sideboard that you kind of butt up every against time it was a cyborg every time that's what i what sound like no you oh. say sideboard but i just always hear cyborg i've said it before <laughs> to be but... clear there's no cyborg in this. <laughs> there's a sideboard uh that is full of cards that kind of drive the way this game works. And in the, uh, on the main board, there are, in those eight uh, spots, there are kind of spots for cards as well, um, in which you're going to put incident cards and what are these ones called? Event cards Event and cards problem cards. And problem cards. Yeah. So you select a hero that you're going to be at one of these ranges. I think there's eight of them. I think so, yeah. There's yeah. quite a few. And um, you take a few different little bits to go with your hero. And then you kind of seed out the board. And you seed this board out depending on how you want to play and what you want to play. Because what there is in this, there's actually six different things you can do. What are they called? Um, the books? Oh, Chronicles. Chronicles. So yeah. there's this, this game is made up of six different Chronicles. Basically six different stories you can do. And we should say um, uh, on the be- at the beginning is that this is a cooperative game. Yes, it is co-op. Yes. Yeah, it we sounds are... the theme and everything sounds like it's it, like it wouldn't be, but it definitely is. You are the Rangers yeah. working together to Fully. try to um, trying to keep the castle together, keep the the countryside, all and the people around. Bring hope you. to them again. So. Yeah. Um, so you pick a pick a chronicle that you want to do. There's one short one and there's five long ones, and the the length is just determined by the amount of cards that right. are in this. So it's like a it's a deck of cards that represents a book that you're. Yeah, as soon as you get to a certain spot, you flip over yeah, a page, a and then you'll flip over another yeah, page. You just and... flip it like you'd open pages yeah. of a of a book. Um, so you pick the chronicle that you want to do, and then you also have to pick um, that card there. The uh, oh the um. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But it's basically like it's, the card that tells you what your goals are for the additional um, goals. Yeah, for the game. What your goals are, what your difficulty level is. Yeah, you pick um, this. You pick this additional card, and it's going to dictate to you uh, the difficulty of which this chronicle is going to be, um, because it's going to tell you how to construct your incident deck. It's an assignment card. Yeah, the assignment card. So on that assignment card, it's going to tell you first off, you can pick depending on how many crows are on this. So there's one crow, two crow, three crows. If it's one crow, it'll be easier. Two crows, medium, and three crows will be hard. You pick one of these uh, cards, and it's going to dictate to you um, how to build the incident deck. Yes. Because there's six or eight decks to build the incident deck. I think six. Or no, five. Five There are five five different decks that they can combine, because you have... Um, you always combine two of them, I believe. Yeah. Two of the incident decks. And so this will determine... Um, each deck is a different color, so yep. it'll say yellow and green go together, yeah. black and green go together, however the however it tells you. And then you. you'll shuffle those cards up, and you're going to seed out the incidents onto the these spots in those eight regions. You're going to dump uh, three cards, three incident cards into each one of those regions. And those are going to be kind of things that you need to deal with throughout the game. And then you're going to also have the little... Uh, uh, 
what are these cards called? I was, the problem I don't have cards. In front of me. What? The problem cards. Problem cards and event cards. Event cards, yeah. As well. And then the yeah. way this game uh, all the, drives. Sorry, all the extra incident cards, like after you've seated out the board, there's just a spot on the yeah. side board. Because you're going to be. Yeah, it's a spot on the cyborg for <laughs> yeah. the, uh, for you're the extra drawing incident many, cards. many, many more incident cards as we go yeah. through. But the game starts with three seated in each one of them, just in a little stack. And then, yeah, what you're going to do is on your turn, you're going to roll uh, this dice. And that's the adversity die. Adversity die. And this is what's going to kind of dictate how the game, your how your turn is going to go. Because what it's going to do is it's going to move this marker one spot or two spots or not at all that's yes. on the board. And this marker jumps between the book. The chronicle. Yeah. yeah the chronicle, the incident cards, the problem, the cards, problem cards, and, and the, the event, event cards. cards. And yeah. then once you get to the event card, it's going to circle back to the chronicle. Yeah. So you're going to be moving this little marker, this peg around using this die. You're going to roll it, and if it says move one, you're going to move it one forward. And from the chronicle, you'll move it one forward to the uh, incident cards. And then you're going to end up dealing out an incident card onto one of these eight piles yes. on the board. And um, once you have done that, then you get to do two actions with your character. Your characters, um, which are these little uh, screen-printed meeples, uh, sit in the castle yep. and you have a whole bunch of things you can do in your turn. You can move from the castle to one of the eight locations outside. Um, you can uh, use the ability that's given to you from those locations. They can give you resources and they can increase your... They can heal um, you. Yeah, you increase your, your health. They can increase your uh, prestige you pro yeah. and they can also increase your defense. your defense strength. There's two tracks, a prestige track and a, and a defense strength track that you can yeah. increase those because if either of those ever go to zero you're going to lose the game so those are two things that are very very important Other, otherwise you can get um yeah there's fire stone uh their leaves fur and yeah leaves or yeah yep tree wood whatever it's a leaf but i think it's they a leaf wood. yeah <clears throat> <laughs> and uh you can also build a building you can um, rest yeah, you can rest, which just gives you... Uh, it gives you a heart, so it gives you a, a, like one of your health back, and bread. And bread, which can be traded in to kind of re-roll some dice yeah. and things like that. So you're going to be, yeah, on your turn, choosing two of these things. You can you have to do two different actions, so you basically always yeah. have to move and then do something in one of yeah. those locations. So if you go to one of these locations and you want to take on an incident, so you'll, you'll flip over the top card of that incident uh, deck that's sitting in that location, and you're... Um, the other player other player will read it to you and there's going to be things on it that you have to decide what you want to do sometimes mm -hmm. like do you want to uh, eat the fruit that you found on this tree yes or no um, and if you do okay roll a dice and and yep. something good may or may not happen there'll be good consequence or good things or bad things depends yep. on how this all goes and it's kind of interesting how <clears throat> the dice work so yeah on each of your players you've got your profession dice or profession die. So like you'll have, it's just a, it's a, a marking. So yeah, like, a, a, like a, a logo. So like one will have a hammer, one will have a book, one will have, you know, swords, swords. one will have a star. Yeah. And yeah. so for example, if your hero had the hammer symbol on it, um, the fortress has one of each of the symbols. So, yeah. so no matter what you're ever up against, you can always roll one die to one. check for yeah. whether or not you can, um, 
get past. Succeed. Yeah, the, if you can get a success. Succeed or fail at yeah. any check, yes. But then if, let's say, I was going to be doing, I was playing the one that had a hammer and I was going to be um, going up against a hammer challenge, I would have minimum my one plus the one from the fortress. Yep. And in the fortress, when you're building, uh, building up the fortress inside, each tile you lay down is going to have a different, one of those symbols kind of on it. So mm -hmm. you can build up so that you have more die because whatever's in the fortress everybody automatically gets yep. so if we build it up where we have two extra tiles in the fortress that have um that have the hammer you'll get the two tiles plus the one that's automatically on there yep. plus like the my player ability so i would get four that i would get to try to roll so yeah and all you generally ever need is really one success so if you're yes. rolling four die you have a really good chance but of succeeding at whatever that is each die has like a 50 50 chance mm. of either like success or failure so yeah. Um, building up the tiles is is good so that yeah. you can get get exactly. some of those building, die. Exactly. Like, building all these structures inside the castle helps your dice rolling tremendously. Yes. <laughs> and it's imperative. Um, but then, yeah, so on those incident cards, whenever you access one, you're generally going to have to do a check of some sort, and hopefully you roll well enough to succeed, and usually your prestige will go up or you'll get some resources or something like that. Yeah. And then if you fail, usually it's nothing too horrible. Yeah. You usually lose a prestige or maybe a heart from your life track. And your characters can never die. They, um, If their heart level ever goes down to the to the bottom, they're basically just really, 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 really tired. Tired and kind of useless. <laughs> yeah. So you have to kind of get them exhausted. built back up. But yeah. and there's those. And then there's also... Um, the problem cards. The problem cards. So beside the prestige or the... Uh, incident cards. Incident cards in that section of the region... There's a, a smaller card space, um, and in that card space is, is uh, where the you spot can pick where you up can a resource. do an action in that spot. But if a yeah. problem card ever gets put out on top of that, it, it covers up the action that you're able to do on that in that particular region, getting a fire or getting a... Uh, you know, increasing your defense yeah, or, or something like is. that. And it'll be covered by a problem card, and that problem card will be uh, dished out depending on where the little... Uh, turn marker Turn is. marker lands. So if on my turn it landed on problem, uh, we'll be we're going to be throwing a problem card out and we're going to roll this little. Uh, you have a location D eight, and it's going to uh, determine where the where problem goes. goes. Yeah, and then it's there for us to deal with. Yeah, and until it's dealt with, we won't be able to access getting that uh, action from that spot. Right. Until it's dealt with, and there's various things that they could be like uh, spend a resource on this card, and you you. Like say someone needed it. a fire to light yeah. their to light their cauldron or whatever in their shop or whatever, and you could discard a, a fire resource and then you can chuck out that card and all of a sudden that spot's available to yeah. to do actions on again. And some of them have, you know, where you have to get like two successes of a certain type. Yeah. And you they have little cubes you can put out them on them so they can accumulate. You don't have to get it all in one go. Yeah. They're like they're not as as bad as the uh incidents, but no. they're kind of just it sucks when they go up because they cover up the actions that you can do in those spots and until you deal with them. Some of them are like not a big deal at all. Some of them are a little challenging, but you can generally go in there in one turn and get rid of them and, and then move on. Yeah. And um, the last thing that you could do on your turn is if the little marker gets moved to the event deck. It's kind of like a either an instant thing that's going to happen or something that's going to happen until, until it, the, it gets it's covered. covered up. Yeah. Um, and there's one, like, say this one's called the full moon. It says, tonight is the full moon. All of the wolves are in the sat uh, satrapy 
and they raise a howl in unison. Add one incident to the region indicated by the die, and you'd roll the black die, and you'd throw it an incident into that uh, into that section. But that's a one-time thing that's just going to happen that once, and that's it. Just so you all know what a satrapy is, because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, actually, we had to learn that. Yeah. It, it's in the rules, It's a, and it lays it right out there, because they know nobody's going to know what that word is. So a satrapy is an administrative province. Yes. So just your this area that you're dealing with yep. that is the satrapy yep. <laughs> it's kind of yeah a, a small like kingdom within a kingdom i think sort of thing yeah it's like your <clears throat> fortress and the areas surrounding <clears throat> it yeah and um so those are the four possible things that can happen so the actual chronicle thing uh so if the marker lands on the chronicle spot you are going to flip a page of the book and it's going to dictate something to you uh, generally storyline wise kind yeah. of like what's happening currently and then it'll usually ask you to seed a few things out onto the board and depending on which chronicle you're doing because they're all very very different from each other um, you'll have a whole bunch of random things to do and then now it's like okay this is the new board state moving forward and until the uh, round marker gets back to um, the chronicle the chronicle that's the way it's going to be until yeah. then but every time the marker ends up circling back and landing on the chronicle you're going to flip a page and you're going to do whatever it says. And that is the timer. Yeah. For, that runs down the game. Yes, that runs down the game. Because the, the more pages of this chronicle you turn, you're eventually you're going to end up on the last page. And if you don't succeed doing what that last page asks you to do, you're going to lose. Yes. So you must, you know, you don't want to zip through this game. You want to be getting resources. You want to be taking down the incidents. You want to be clearing out the problem cards, things like this. In anticipation of needing yeah. to do a lot of things towards the end of the Chronicle. And each of those things that you're doing, um, you know, like getting rid of the incident <clears throat> cards. So um, if you clear an area of an incident card and you've built up your... Um, oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. On the four corners of the castle, you can build turrets. Turrets, yeah. So and if, if you have... built a turret. If you've built a turret and in that same... One of the... Because a turret is going to be adjacent to two regions. Yep. So if you've built a turret and in one of the adjacent regions you've cleared all of the incident cards, yep. then you automatically get to put a nice little green shield on there that just secures the region. So yep. then no more incident cards can go on it. And yep. you've successfully kind of like locked that area down. You don't have secure, to worry about it. And it's no more incidents are going to take place there. And it's no longer an issue. And those will directly relate generally to the, your assignment card. The assignment card. So exactly. there will be some some tasks on the assignment card that you want to complete. If you complete them, chances are it's generally going to help you um, towards the end of your mm -hmm. chronicle. So the more you complete, the the more it's going to help you. Yep. Um, and so you want to you want to focus on those two to get them to get as many of those done as you can. Yeah, because yeah, and what we've found is on a lot of the uh, chronicles the, or the assignment assignment cards. cards yeah, um, they do heavily rely on you securing these different regions so you want to make sure that you build turrets and you clear out spots to, to secure these regions because then you will get uh kind of bonus bonus strength once yeah. you get to the end of the particular chronicle that you're on it should help you in one fashion because you'll yeah. get to the end and it'll say well this is what you're up against however for every marker that you've succeeded on your uh your assignment card? Assignment card. Why can't I think of that? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, for everything that you've completed on your assignment card, it'll be that much easier for you to tackle what you're just about to tackle. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you focus on those. 
And that's generally how it goes. Is you just go back and forth in the two-player game, anyway. Yes. And um, you're building structures inside the castle, and you're taking care of incidents, getting rid of problems, collecting resources, fighting off bad guys that may or may not show up, depending on what chronicle you're doing, and then trying to beef yourself up so that when you get to that final page, that you're kind of as ready as you can yeah, be you to take on shot. whatever problem you're going to be facing on that final yeah. chapter of your chronicle. And it's really, really cool that way. Um, and the six chronicles are yeah, incredibly different. Um, like there's stuff that pops up in these things that I would never have thought would pop up in one of these games. Yeah. Really neat. Just little curveballs that these storylines throw at you. Uh, really, really cool thing. So that's kind of the way it works. Yep. You're always rolling a die to move the, the uh, token here to Along one of the, the four spots, the chronicle, the incident, the problem or the events. Yep. And you're going to do whatever those cards tell you to do. Then you're going to do two actions and then you're going to move on. Yes. And then every time it goes back to that chronicle spot, the pages are going to flip. The faster those pages flip, the closer you are to the end of the game. Yes. And that is about how it works. Yes. I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. Yeah. Which is the so, only thing that we didn't, I don't think we mentioned was when you land on the, on the cyborg over there, when you're, uh, when you get to the incident card deck, mm -hmm. if they're, um, if you've put out an incident onto a pile of cards, uh, into one of the regions. So now there are, uh, there's four cards in the region. Yeah, right. You have to put on, um, what's this one called? That, that tile. It's uh, like the opposite of token. the, uh, of the, um, green tile that secures it. It's just, uh, it doesn't secure it. It makes, oh, you're in, um, it starts with a P you're in peril or something. Perilous. Yeah. And yeah. so you, Basically um, that spot is being overrun and you've got to deal with it. Yeah. And so then if, uh, if you, so you've got a place in peril and if you get to that spot again, like if it goes around and you get to the, um, yeah, if the round marker makes it back to the incident spot again, and there's still a peril token on there, then you lose, lose, you lose, um, your reputation or yes. prestige, your prestige. your prestige. So you, you don't want to let those go either because if you get down to your zero prestige, you'll lose the game. So, yeah. so it's something to keep an eye on every Sometime, time. Yeah. Every time you have a spot with four cards on it and you can never have more than four on a yes. spot. You want to get over there and clear off at least that top one just to make sure that you don't have those red yeah. markers out there because, yeah, that, that, that track, goes, track down. goes down quickly. And it, it's, yeah, it's part of like you got to manage what you're doing because, yes, yeah. do you always go to take those off or do you really have to go sometimes and do what you need to do, right? So yeah, sometimes you just have to make tough decisions. Yeah. Like, well, well, we'll cross our fingers and <laughs> we'll leave that and we're going to run to try and do this. So, yeah. that, you know, that thing. But, you know, you know, really, really neat that way. Yes. So I think we've basically covered the bulk of this and again it's like there's six different things six different chronicles to do yeah and they're all totally different and there's and the different um uh, difficulty levels are all yes. dictated by a whole bunch of different decks of cards there's eight different characters or whatever there is there's a lot of stuff here to make it really different every time you play. right so that being said let's talk about the artwork no 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 let's Please. revisit the theme <laughs> Does the theme lend well to this game? I think so. They've, oh, I think, I think they've definitely, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of thought, I think, put into that. Mm. And just, it makes sense that if a ranger is uh, going, like has to protect this whole area, they're going to come up against challenges and they've done it really well. Cause I'd, they've captured, I think that it's not supposed to be an easy thing to do. You know, like you have to, 
dealing with all of these curveballs, I guess, that come at you are things that you know, would have normally happened, especially being in the state that their world is in, right? After, um, yeah. you know, nobody's really in charge and they're just trying to keep yeah, the peace. Just, they're and just trying to show know. people that, yes, you know what, there's still good, there's still hope, and but but there's a lot that comes at you. Mm-hmm. So they have to, I think it is. Yeah, they've um, got a lot thematic. to deal with and they're they're doing the best they can to yeah. to get the, this, what's it called? What's the that oh that that weird word yeah either way that stra- it's um satrapy satrapy back <laughs> on its feet right yeah building things back up and and you know keeping the bad guys at bay and trying to help out the different problems with the different people in the different regions well and even the two tracks right like the prestige and the defense track if your defenses go down to zero it makes sense you're going to lose the game yep. and if nobody in the prestige if nobody trusts in you right. anymore it makes sense that you Why, lose yeah, the game right just, we've lost so the people balancing those two aspects as well i mm-hmm. yeah everything that you're doing in this game makes sense it does i like it yeah really good theme theme really worked um, so artwork. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's Vincent really Dutrait. Part of the reason I, honestly, I bought it. Yeah. I hadn't even heard of the game and I saw it on the shelf. I was like, mm, that looks pretty awesome. Just brought me right over to it. Yeah. You know, just seeing it. And then I read the names on it and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I saw this on pre-order, I think, and I, or, um, on, on there and I wanted to get it too. Oh, it looks, it looks awesome. awesome. It looked good. Artwork the is board fantastic. Is super and the, nice uh, uh, the and... artwork is like we should say is, uh, uh, Dutrait. I did, yeah. Oh, we did, yeah. Yep. So it's and it's it's awesome. It's just the board is nice and green. Very green. It's very green. It's very clean too. It's got crisp. Like you see the paths, they're obvious. You they've got the right lines. Like it just yeah. The artwork on the cards is really nice. Your character cards are really nice. Yeah, the character very very nice. Well done. Um, the the artwork on the um all the decks bits and pieces are really nice because the back um like the incident cards and the problem cards and all of that they have different um different art it's it's a lot more simple right mm-hmm. stylistic like a lot more simple than um the the flip side of the cards so it's yeah the back um, side is kind of plain jane yeah it's got this the, the writing much, the text yeah. and, and then it's a whole color high detailed yeah, artwork on the flip side every time you're reading it's gonna something. be two colors it's like green and white yellow and white black or gray yeah, and on, white. The, on the backs of the cards and they're Orange kind and of white, yellow and white green kind and white. of washed like they're i don't know it's very cool i like the way yeah, they've done it really it looks well. really nice and the components so getting to components yeah. yeah wow the components are fantastic yeah these these wooden meeples wooden the... meeples are screen printed your character amazing. on a horseback amazing they match your character <laughs> yeah you perfectly. can it's so it's so neat the wooden color matches the color of your character and the way that they've drawn your character on the screen yeah, yeah. it's phenomenal these are some of the nicest like meeples i think i've ever seen like wooden meeples oh they're awesome yeah they are really good they're, they're every thick one of and your chunky characters and... is on horseback and it's big like this one's two inches long yeah and an inch and a half high and it's sturdy sturdy and yeah the the colors are vibrant. The the like screen printing is amazing. Half an inch thick, would you say, or more? Uh, quarter inch, anyway. Quar- quarter inch thick. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the components are great. The board is pretty. All the little pieces are really yeah. nice. Um, they're all screen printed as well. The little uh, uh, stones and fire and the... All the, your goods uh, and stuff, yeah. The foxtails and whatever. 
really really nice there's a little dragon here we haven't uh, played with him yet but there's like a cardboard dragon that you yep. put together the dice are nice big chunky uh, oh, wooden yeah. dice that are also have nice pictures on you them got your little um wooden heart that fits into your player board that just goes yeah, down the side as your there, tracker yeah. really it's cool. awesome yeah everything the components are really good particularly these uh your knight, your, like your character. Uh, your ranger yeah. meeple is just really, really good. I've put a couple of pictures of them on, on our Twitter account if you want to check that out. But, um, yeah, so we can say big, you know, great things about the components, great things about the artwork. So do we recommend this game? And if so, who do we recommend it for? Um, this one, obviously I recommend it. I think it's really yeah. good. It's... Um, it's not for everyone. Um, no. What does it say for age? It 10 says on there? 10 plus. Yeah, I would say 10, 10 and a bit older is probably good because there's some fairly um, mature oh. mature themes here dealing with uh, demons and, um, yeah. well, just things. It, just it's, things like that. It, yeah. It's I think the theme could, yeah, or the, um, sorry, the content could be a little bit sure yep. for some gameplay wise it's very it's simple once yeah, yeah. it's really fairly straightforward once yeah. you understand what you're doing here um we played <laughs> we played a few games of it and in our first game we were screwing a few things up and we just got decimated yeah. um but then once we realized our mistakes there we went back through and did that same uh that same chronicle, chronicle again and we it was still a challenge but we we made it through yeah um but so this game is challenging even we're, we've only played on moderate moderate like the medium. So we haven't gone hard and we haven't yeah. gone easy um but on moderate it's still a pretty challenging game so um yeah i'd say this is for pretty much anybody um yep. if you like area well not area control but if you like um it's a co-op game too yeah it's co-op if you love co-ops first off yeah this is a great co-op game it's it's fun us trying to figure out the kind of the the best strategy the math on how yeah. to like what should we do next what is the most important thing we need to do right yeah. now dictating to us from the actual chronicle books you know we we know we only have three pages left and that you know something bad is coming do we care about doing that right now or do we want to go do this and like right. we can talk about it and it's really really good that way what buildings do we want to build what kind of die do we think we're going to need you know the most of going into the final round here yeah and trying to find the resources in order to build the proper buildings and hopefully have enough room to build the buildings that you want because sometimes yeah. there's, you know, things random that happen, things show up inside up. the castle that take up the spaces of your, and uh, which where you can build. buildings do you want to build? There's one building in there that we found was pretty cool. Um, it allows you to re-roll the, um, that one, the, the adversity die. Mm -hmm. So when when the game starts to wind down and you're like okay we're getting close to the end we're not nearly done what we need to do and you roll a two so you're moving up that track pretty fast mm -hmm. you can re-roll that die and have a chance at maybe getting a one or staying yeah. where you're at so um yeah it, there are lots of good decisions to make yes and difficult decisions sometimes too Especially when you only have the two actions on your turn and you generally you have to use one of those actions to, to move, move and then yeah. it kind of puts you somewhere and then you have to do something there and the next turn it's like, do I want to still do something here? Do I want to move away again? Yeah. Lots of cool decisions to make because, you know, everything is adjacent to the castle, but everything else is adjacent to, you know, just the number beside it. So yeah. like, so all other regions. if I want to take a shortcut to get over to the other side of the board, I generally have to go through the castle, but yeah. it can only move once, once per, per turn. turn. I can't use both of my movements or both of my actions as movements, right? Yeah. So you have to kind of plan out, well, if I go to the castle, is there something there I want to 
to do? Yeah. Or should I go a different route, right? Sort of thing like that. So, yeah, really, really solid two-player game. Uh, or And uh, co-op at that. Co-op yeah. and two-player. Um, this and plays it can to go up four. to four, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be playing it here in about an hour at three. Yeah. So, yeah, Kurt is coming by and we're going to try this out at three. Yeah. And, so we'll see um, what that's yeah, like. so we'll report back on that. But, um, no, this game's great. I really like it. Big surprise for me. Not like a surprise, but it's a game that I was, has, was totally not on my radar at all. Yeah. And it's been one of the more fun games I've played in a while. So, yeah. I really do like this one a lot. And it's, yeah, co op. We haven't had a good co-op in a little while i don't we think. haven't played a, a co-op in a while i don't think. No, yeah. so this has been a nice change of pace for us a nice big co-op not just a small co-op you know like our desert islands and yeah and, uh you know those those type yeah. of games solar storms those type of things but this is like a nice big chunky co-op with lots of cool decisions to make and uh yeah really liked it highly recommend for pretty much anybody yeah um particularly if you like co-ops yeah. <laughs> and it does have a solo mode as well or no it doesn't does it yeah one to four i think no no looking no. at the box it's two to four. Oh, it's i lied i'm sorry yeah sorry about that your solo might not be for you <laughs> yeah unless yeah, you know but sure. there might be a play, solo variant out there i think that would be e this game would be easy enough actually thinking think about it you could play two characters sure and have just as like yeah sure absolutely you could. You could. so if yeah, you are a solo four, gamer i'm gonna say you 100 could for sure play two characters and and bounce back and forth between them yeah and, and do like the a, a solo player who plays solo all the time could absolutely could balance could juggle a few characters yeah oh, you totally. could you could do as many as you wanted yeah it's not so, it's not that difficult because all your resources are all in the central pool yeah anyway. they're pooled you don't resources keep them by you don't your, uh, there's nothing you keep on your own except your player card like your plate your yeah, character you keep a couple things on and your, your heart for your but, but that's it yeah ultimately all the bits and pieces are all in the middle of the board and they're yeah. all shared and yeah so there you go single or solo players this you could do this for sure that being said i think that we are going to call this an episode so um happy you, one year yeah Woo! Our, our one year anniversary um, you can find us on Twitter, at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon, and Anna Marie just did an unboxing of my father's work yeah, over there. Yeah, sorry about the little camera shake. <laughs> it's her first time doing a, <laughs> I tried. a camera video uh, <laughs> thing and uh, an unboxing. And yeah, she did really well. Oh, so that game looks fun. Oh, goodness, does it. You should go check that video. You should see the components the in components that game. The components in that game Holy look awesome. Moly. Some of yeah. it looks amazing. So yeah, you should go check out that video if you haven't. And we're going to be reviewing that soon. I'd say within That's the next couple weeks. That's my father's work. Did we say my that? My father's work, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll be <laughs> Go check out that. the video. We don't know what it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be reviewing that in the next couple weeks for sure. Um, and, yeah, if you want to email us, it's uh, themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And I think that's about it. So we're going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.